Welcome back to the Man Catholic Podcast. My name is Steve Priest. I'm Thomas Wirtz. And I'm Brock Martin. And I'm Josh Santo. We're excited to have Josh join us today as we are talking about Light Kills Lust. We are excited to have Josh Santo here, director of the Freedom Project for Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, talking about purity. Before we do that, we want to revisit a previous saint and not his overall story, but a certain part of his story that pertains to today's topic. Really excited to revisit the story of St. Francis of Assisi. As Steve mentioned, we talked about him in a previous podcast, but we want to dive into one specific story. So St. Francis, if you remember, we're talking 1200s. He came from the wealthy family and, and kind of renounced his, his family wealth to go serve the poor. A uh, lot of beautiful stories there. But in one particular story, St. Francis was particularly wrestling with thoughts of lust. So this is after his conversion, after he started his order. He has dozens, maybe even 100 men are now following him. And he is still struggling with, with lustful thoughts. And at one point, he decides to go take a walk to try to clear his mind and, and get these thoughts out of his brain. And while he's on this walk, the thoughts actually get more intense, not less intense. And so being reminded of uh, the scripture where St. Paul talks about beating your body and, and running for an imperishable crown, St. Francis spies a, a rose bush with thorns. And in order to continue his, his quest for freedom and for self-control, he decides to take his clothes off and throw himself into this rose bush. Now, God decided to intervene and do something crazy. He actually, in this moment, removed all of the thorns from this rose bush. And to this day, if you go to Assisi, Italy, you will be able to see roses that don't have thorns. They are the only roses in the world that don't have thorns on them. They've actually taken roses from Assisi to different cities and different places around the world. And the moment they leave Assisi, they start growing thorns. The only place in the world that these roses haven't grown thorns is in the Vatican. So literally wow. you've got roses since, since whatever year this was probably in the 1260s, 1250s, uh, St. Francis, this happened to him. They're the only roses in the world. I just think that's mind blowing. Yeah, that's crazy. But the fact that St. Francis would choose to do that while he's experiencing these temptations mm -hmm. to lust, I think that gets into the heart of what we want this conversation to be today. Yep. And the reality is, is that at some level, all men struggle with purity at, at some level. It's different mm -hmm. for each of us, but it's, it's there. And so we're excited to have Josh Santo here again, director of the Freedom Project. Josh, why don't you just start and give us a little bit of an idea of what you're working on, what the Freedom Project is, and then we'll dive into our topic a little bit more. Yeah, I took over the Freedom Project about three years ago and uh, ran the uh, recruitment team here for Focus. So I hired all of our missionaries for men and women that became Focus missionaries. And through that process, it just kept coming up that the first time a guy would open up about his struggle with purity was at one of our recruitment weekends. And, you know, he's sitting down with a couple of uh, just uh, fun guys that are bringing up this topic in a in a more comfortable setting and it allowed these men to just open up and share about actually, Hey, this is really what's going on. Mm -hmm. And it just kept happening. And these are great guys that are just struggling with the same thing over and over and over again. And they're doing really good things for the church. They, they have a prayer life. They're, they're growing in a lot of ways in their own life, but this is still part of their struggle. It's still part of their story. And it just, kept breaking my heart that these guys have been involved in their faith throughout college, maybe most of them. And 
here's this sin, this thing that's still just bogging them down. Mm. And so from that, we moved and started this uh, called the Freedom Project, where we work with mainly our own focused missionaries right now, uh, where we work with those guys. We have a thing called the three-legged stool. We can get into this in a little bit in greater detail, but through this three-legged stool, through a mentor of ours, Father Sean Kilcally, who's a priest from the Diocese of Lincoln, Nebraska, we coach guys to get a spiritual director, have a counselor, and then also get into some kind of a 12-step group that you can walk this, walk through this with. And I've seen so many men uh, not just grow in sobriety, but actually really begin to grow in the virtue of chastity. Josh, do you coach guys to take off their clothes and jump into rose bushes? Is that one of the <laughs> stool that, legs? That's step three. That is. In the stool, 12 step <laughs> how, how amazing it was that, I mean, as you were recruiting guys, because you were in the thick of it, you know, we, we started the purity, it was a purity initiative at that time. Josh took it to another level with the Freedom Project. Shout out, by the way, to Ben Matern, who came in and really helped us build this too. But the the first time you confess this is a liberating, mm. unbelievable experience to be able to say, yeah, this is a struggle mind to get it out in the light because that's how God can then step in and heal. When we keep things in the darkness, mm. the devil loves to play in that space. Mm. The devil mm-hmm. hates the light. And so I imagine that was just a beautiful to walk with these men and to see them for the first time probably take a deep breath. Oh, realize, oh my gosh, I got this out in the open, yeah? And to that point, there's a book called The White Book, and it's a 12-step group. And there's this beautiful line that says, light kills lust. Just a simple line. And it it's so powerful because it is so true. Um, Jesus is the light of the world. And when we can bring this stuff into the light, and that's the only place that it, it can be destroyed. And and not only that, but the devil, we don't forget, he lives in the darkness, but he also is the he is the king of lies. Like he he is mm. he he can use the darkness to fool us. And and that's that's actually what's happening is as the longer we keep this in the dark, he just gets to lie to us more and more, just twisting and twisting and twisting. And and I believe that we start to believe lies about ourselves um, through this struggle mm-hmm. uh, of chastity. And that's why I love that we're talking about this topic because, A, as Steve mentioned, every guy struggles with this in some capacity, but also every guy needs to realize that stepping into the light is part of the healing process and how we actually grow. Men are visual. Men are also driven naturally. The hormones in our body drive us to be more sexually interested, is that the right way to say that? Mm-hmm. So it, this is this is just guys. If you're struggling with this, it's okay to recognize. Yeah, this is, it's in some sense natural, part mm-hmm. of the fall, part of concupiscence, but it's something that is also can be in a sense neutering for men. It can yep. be suffocating for men mm-hmm. because we deal with shame yep. associated with this topic, which we can talk about in a second. But so yes, it's it's important that we're here that we're talking about this. And guys, don't be don't be too uncomfortable about this. Yeah. Right, we want to hide yeah. in the darkness. It's a reality. It, it, the devil has taken a good and has mm-hmm. twisted it. Right. Yeah. So the good is that we are attracted to women. It's a good thing that we're attracted to women, so that we can procreate. Right. Like there's goodness and truth there, and God likes that. God want God wanted yes, us to does. have that, and yeah. He wanted sex to be enjoyable and as well. And we're grateful, aren't we, guys? Well, we are super grateful for that. But <laughs> what the devil has done is twisted that truth, that reality, into um, sin. Which is what he does with all things good, true, and beautiful, which is where we are today. 
No, I think, Steve, that's an amazing point. One one thing that I wanted to bring up, Josh, I love that you mentioned Father Sean Kilcawi. The first time I really started to think more deeply about this instead of just looking at my life and yeah, being, being bummed that I was struggling with pornography and masturbation and things was actually at a, a talk that Father Sean gave. And in there, he made a distinction that really kind of blew my mind. And that was, he, for us guys who are in the thick of this, we really think and feel that we are struggling with lust, which that is true to a certain extent. But Father Sean helped this group of men see that actually on a deeper level, this is, this is a form of idolatry. And what I mean by that is we, we are turning to the satisfaction of our sexual appetites becomes our God in a sense. And he read something that I want to read for you that, that really made this very clear. In this group, he had us pull out Psalm 71, and basically he just wanted us to replace the word Lord with whatever you know pornographic website or relationship that you're struggling with or tendency that you have. Replace the word Lord with whatever that sexual struggle is. And I'm just going to read the first couple verses here, and you'll see how powerful this is. So this was Psalm 71, starting in verse 1. In you, O Pornhub, I take refuge. Let Never let me be put to shame. In your justice, rescue me and deliver to me. Listen to me and save me. Be my rock of refuge, my stronghold to give me safety. O Pornhub, rescue me from the hand of the wicked, from the clutches of evil and the violent. You are my hope, O Pornhub. My trust from my youth is in you. And on you, I have depended since my birth. Now, if hearing those words, if you have a reaction, anything similar to me, there's kind of like a, the scales come off your, your eyes. You're like, oh my goodness, this isn't just about, you know, me keeping my hands out of my pants or off of my girlfriend. This is about what does Jesus desire for me when I am in dark places, when I am stressed, when I am legitimately fearful, when I am lonely, the Lord wants us to turn to him in those moments. But you can see we, we have been conditioned to start to mm-hmm. view our, our, the, our ability to sa- satisfy our sexual appetites all of a sudden becomes the thing that we are, it takes the place in our heart that Jesus and God mm. the Father desire to occupy. Intense. I think, yeah, that was awesome. I, I've not heard that before, and I, I'm so glad you shared that. And you made a couple other great points. There might be some guys listening who think, you know, I don't look at porn, or I don't masturbate, or I don't have sex with my girlfriend, um, but they might struggle with, emotional thoughts or fantasizing or lustful desires of women. So when we are looking at purity and chastity, we're we're looking across the board, right? We're not trying to eliminate one of these, stop having sex with a girlfriend or stop masturbating or stop looking at pornography. We're, we're looking at across the board from a mental, emotional, physical reality of, of this struggle. I wanted to just take a minute and just share a little bit about my story, Brock, and you were vulnerable to share yours. And then we're going to send it back over to Josh here. I remember, um, yeah, so certainly college uh, was having a lot of the same struggles as you did. And one of the realities for me was when my girlfriend, now wife, brought up, brought it up. We were literally making sandwiches in the kitchen like for lunch. And she, out of the blue, God bless her, said, hey, Steve, I have a question for you. And I said, yeah. She said, do you masturbate? I was like, what? <laughs> like I didn't understand it. <laughs> I think mostly just shock. Piece? Like I need to buy some time here. Like Get what? Get <laughs> me out of here. Was, and she said, do you masturbate? And I said, yeah, thinking that would be the end of it. And she said, when was the last time? And I was like, I'm not sure this relationship is going the right. way I intended. Right. I said, I don't know, about a month ago, which was a white lie. It was certainly more recently than that. And she said, you know, I just want to let you know that the thought of you masturbating feels like you cheating on me. And I I just hadn't put it in a perspective that my sin could cause someone else mm. pain. 
and suffering. Uh, by the grace of God, I've not masturbated since that moment. That doesn't mean I don't struggle with other things. And so I mm-hmm. want to be honest about about that. But in that moment, that reality sunk in that, oh, whether you're in a relationship, a dating relationship, an engaged relationship, married. I know we have priests who listen to this podcast that your own sin affects others as well. And that was a reality that was big for me. Mm. Yeah, one of the things that's so powerful from the St. Francis of Assisi story is his willingness to do whatever it took uh, to get this thing out of his life. The dude's willing to jump into a bed of rose bushes and jump into those thorns like that. And this is so beautiful because this is this is God. He sends an angel. There's a really beautiful fresco of this angel coming down and and removing the thorns from these roses right next to where that garden that Brock was talking about in Assisi. Mm. And this is the Father's mercy. This is it, is that he's actually going to remove those thorns from the roses. But but that can't happen unless I'm willing to throw myself <laughs> into a bed of roses. Yeah, amen. And, and I just want to be clear here that um, this isn't this. I, I don't want to go down this road of oh hey this is me and I I can do it I can find freedom and this is all on my shoulders. But our Father loves us so much, and this story here shows that this is how His mercy works. His mercy works when I am willing to do whatever it takes to remove. And I think that that's going to be a really key point here of this this podcast is that this is us working with God not being God, doing it our own, or or just hoping that God's just going to show up one day and remove this whole thing from my life. Because that's, that's not how it always works. It works when we put the effort in and allow God to come in and help us find this freedom. But it's me being totally, completely reliant on him. I think if I can jump in on the idea of shame versus guilt to build off, Josh, what you're saying with encountering God in his mercy— I think one of the biggest reasons, and you guys speak into this, that men are afraid to step into God's mercies because they feel the shame. Mm-hmm. And shame is not a good thing. Shame is where I start to beat myself up. I start to think less of myself. I remove my dignity because of this sin, right? It's where I want to stick my head under a rug and never come out. You actually remove shame. God from the situation you when, do, you, yeah. when you enter into Amen. shame, right. you're pushing God away and mm-hmm. yep, turning yeah, like I'm miserable, I'm yep. worthless yep. because I'm in this. Yep. And we don't want shame at all. And we want to fight the shame, which is, I love Josh, that vision of come to God and then he'll bring his mercy and take us the rest of the way. Guilt is different. Guilt is when I'm sinning mm-hmm. and I feel bad because of that sin. That's good. It's good to feel guilt. It's good to be like, because that, that brings you to repentance. Lord, I'm sorry I did that. I feel bad that I did that. Versus I feel like I suck because I did that. Mm. That's shame. We don't want shame. We want guilt. No, and I think it's actually really important. The 12 steps have been very clear about this, that hitting rock bottom is is actually a good thing. And I know that sounds horrible. It's actually in that moment, I've hit rock bottom. Like there's, there's, no, more, there's no more floors in this building, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I am at the rock bottom and I have to move out of this. And C.S. Lewis has this really beautiful line that he says, God whispers to us in our pleasure. He speaks to us in our conscience and he shouts to us in our pain. And our pain is his megaphone to a deaf world. And I just want to talk about that for a quick second here, that 
we look at pain. We live in this culture that just tries to reject pain as mm-hmm. much as we possibly can. We try to we try to medicate it. We try to um, just get ourselves into comfortable situations all the time. And I think this is really really important here, guys. Is that if we are serious about removing this stuff from our life, is that I have to accept that. This is causing pain, like you said, Steve, not just to me, but this is harming others. And I don't want to sit here 20 years down the road and I'm still dealing with this because here's a secret. I'm, I'm sorry I'm going to blow this on you guys, but when you get married, this stuff isn't going away. Mm. And so if you don't deal with this now, you don't want to be sitting there 20 years from now looking at your wife and you have three, four, five beautiful kids um, and, and you're looking at your wife and... And you're looking at this and yet sitting there in that shame and that guilt mm-hmm. that you're talking about, Thomas, and it's, it's, it's painful. We need to use this pain because that's how God is speaking to us. He's literally shouting, saying, Josh, you need to get this out of your life, and I want that for you. It's, it's like purity jujitsu, right? Isn't it in jujitsu where you use your attacker's momentum, momentum yeah. and use it against them right it's <laughs> right. so we're not glorifying rock bottom but we're saying use that op that that moment of rock bottom or that that moment of sin or struggle and and use it against the devil as we're wrestling through this i love it there's there's two things that i often stepping into this you hear like the white knuckle approach like mm-hmm. <clears throat> guys try to white knuckle this i did that in my youth too often and there's also the idea well you can't pray it away and so I think both of those are interesting opinions, and I kind of want to talk about that if we're ready to go to practicals, if you guys have other things. Uh, but just to repeat, this is a struggle. Um, embrace it, and, and, and let's take steps to remove the shame, to step into the light, and to recognize whether it's staring at a girl's butt all day long, mm-hmm. whether it's masturbating, whether it's oral sex outside, whatever it is like that we're struggling with. Even if you're married and you just look at your wife and you're like, when can I have sex with that woman? that mm-hmm. object. Yep. Right. Like whatever it is, like let's, that's means that you're listening to the right conversation right now. How do we grow in purity? Cause it's not only dependent on God's grace. You talked about 100%. entering into mercy, right? But there are, there are some practical things we can do that are very, very helpful, but also bring God more into it. One, one quick thought I have on the, the line about light killing lust is really resonating with me. Mm-hmm. I think the most perfect time where we see that is obviously in the sacrament of reconciliation where we are bringing it to the light in front of the of the priest standing in persona christi hearing the words i absolve you from your sins but i also think in our in our day-to-day everyday lives that needs to ring true we need to have at least one at least one but preferably a group of guys who you feel the freedom to be the real you to, mm-hmm. to actually say no i'm struggling in this area because even in, among some of those accountability groups, that shame can still creep in. And like, oh yeah, all the guys are struggling, but man, if the guys know what I searched, even amongst this group of guys, I would be the outcast. Or if they knew that I was also struggling with with these attachments or these attractions, there's yeah. no way these guys, even though we're in a group. And so I really want to double down on that light kills lust. There needs to be people in your life who know what you are struggling with, who know like the depravity. And that, I think it's best when that's in a symbiotic relationship where it's a two-way street. I've been uh, covenant eyes partners with the same guy, gosh, for almost 10 years now. And so everything that's even come close or crossed the line, he's aware of. And everything for him, I'm aware of. And so when we talk about chastity and pushing each other, it adds a depth and and it, it puts flesh on that conversation because I'm not just talking about purity and chastity in some 
you know, pie in the sky way. I'm actually saying, Hey, you know, I won't use his name, but blank. I know you, you searched this last week or last month. So how's mm-hmm. that going? And he can do the same thing for me. So, so light killing lust, we have to have those relationships. Yep. I had that noted down here as well, Barack, that have someone that we can be completely honest with. And I would, I've heard, and, and I, I think I stand on the side of this and I'd love to hear what you guys think that that person is not your significant other, that yes. it's not your girlfriend, not your fiance, not your wife, that it should be uh, another friend of man. Probably. Um, I've heard too many times guys will lean on their girlfriend or wife for this role and that just completely overwhelms them. So find that person, probably not your significant other. Um, Brock, Brock is now going to read his covenant eyes report from last one. <laughs> Let's last go. Week. Okay. Uh, not, no, it's not, not way too much time on drudge report. <laughs> the, yeah. The accountability piece is, is, is awesome. And we talk about a proactive accountability, not just mm-hmm. a reactive, like, Hey guys, I just masturbated. Well, okay. That did that help you not masturbate? If you're feeling like you're going to masturbate, call yep. someone. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and on that same note of accountability is trying to get rid of the stigma of going to counseling. Mm-hmm. So many guys are just so terrified of that idea. And here's the deal is that yes, you're struggling with this sin. It, it maybe it's compulsive. It's addictive. Um, it's been part of your life for, for years and years. Most of the guys I work with, almost every single one of them, they can trace this issue back to a character defects or you could you could use the word trauma, you could use the mm. word wound. There's something else there. So for instance, th- this is just a, a story of, of a situation I hear a lot. Uh, kid comes home, he's in fifth grade, comes home and he had, uh, maybe he missed on, a, missed his, homework assignment or he didn't do well on a test comes home and mom or dad doesn't matter one of them just lays into him and says hey you got to be better man and lays into him and then he goes over to a buddy's house that night watches porn maybe it's for the first time uh but but he he watches porn but what just happened in that kid's brain is that he just connected this difficult situation he just had with his parents and how he coped with that was through watching porn because it made him feel really good. Like he mm-hmm. actually had this outlet that that made him feel good. And so now his brain has taught him mm-hmm. that this is how I cope with difficult situations, difficult conversations. And so what we're trying to do is not just figure out how I can be a more disciplined person to your point, Thomas, of white knuckling, but actually this is where somebody's got to help you get into your brain and help you rewire this stuff because you've used this as a coping mechanism for far too long. And you guys know exactly what I'm talking about (laughs) is that you've been, and maybe it's not super maniacal. It's maybe not as super devious, but, but it's, it's that uh, difficult day you had, a stressful day, and then you go on your phone and you're just scrolling through Instagram. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're getting yourself into unhealthy situations. Maybe you don't act out in that situation, but that's how your brain treats this situation is how it's trying to medicate itself. And I just want to bring that up. Uh, counseling is so helpful. And this is where 12 steps are also helpful of diving in and understanding what's actually going on in the background so that I can really get some healing and allow the light of Christ to enter into that moment. So Josh, I I couldn't agree more. Prayer is important. Confession, the sacraments are important. White knuckling it, doing our part is important. But sometimes we just need to call an electrician to come in and help us rewire what's been wired. And I've been shocked plenty of times to know that you have to actually change the situation or you're just going to keep getting shocked. 
Um, so I love looking at outside help, outside resources, therapy, counseling. This is not a bad thing. And I think culture is finally starting to actually figure this out. 100%. Where 10 years ago, counseling was bad. If you were going to therapy, if you were counseling, it's like, oh, you, you can't cut it as a man or in life. And now it's just not the case. And we're realizing that. So find that. So I want... I talked about this earlier and I want to bring it up again that we all struggle differently. And I think right now I invite you, the listener, to call out your struggle by name. Say it. Say it out loud wherever you are, uh, unless you're listening maybe with your spouse right now. Uh, But call it out and identify the entry point of that. So if it's pornography on your phone, if it's uh, even even a lot of social media apps have a lot of trash in them. What's mm-hmm. the entry point? If it is fantasizing, if it is sexual impurity with your girlfriend or your fiance, call it out, identify the entry point, and then figure out a plan to avoid that entry point. That would be another practical that I have. Another one, and this came out at the Seek 22 conference sponsored by Focus this past January. In Jason Everett's talk, he laid down something that I think I'd heard, but never quite as clearly or as boldly as he said. He said, men, if you are struggling with impurity, pornography, or masturbation, do not pursue a woman until you have figured this out. And I think that is critical because you're just, Josh, you said it earlier, you're going to bring it into your marriage, but you're going to bring it into your relationships as well. And that you need to figure this out before you pursue a romantic relationship. So Josh, for the guys that are listening today, and maybe this is stirring something up, they're resonating with what we're talking about and yeah, feeling like the Lord is pushing them. What do they do? What are some resources that they can get plugged into, uh, especially for guys who maybe aren't on a focus campus? If you are on a focus campus, reach out to your missionaries. Uh, But for, for guys that don't have somebody that they can directly go to, how does somebody get their hands on some of these resources. Yeah, a couple places I would start is Catholic Mindfulness is a podcast by Dr. Gregory Bataro. He also has a book called The Mindful Catholic. He's going to just have a ton of really great advice in there, and he's going to be able to point you to other resources to find a great counselor. Another great counselor on the same topic is Interior Integration for Catholics by Dr. Peter Molinowski. He's awesome. He's going to dive into some of this stuff as well, and he'll be able to point some stuff um, for you. Unwanted is a book by Jay Stringer. He's going to dive into kind of, oh, hey, this is this is the outlet that I have or how I act out sexually, and he's going to help you through that book kind of go back and understand what's going on behind that struggle. Maybe it's the type of pornography that you're watching um, or, or things like that. And it's a very helpful book. Final is Be Healed and Be Restored are two separate books by Dr. Bob Schutz. And I just can't tell you enough, this guy is, uh, I think they say, bomb diggity. Yeah, he's onto it. Uh, he's, he's just wonderful. I, I was just talking to a guy, I went to one of his retreats, and I said, I don't know what it's like to hang out with a saint, but I'm pretty sure it's something like that. And so uh, his books are really helpful. Be Restored is specifically about um, sexual, uh, sexual sin and how to find recovery from that. So to build on that too, the um, accountability, real accountability, counseling, we mentioned 12-step, and I just want to make one comment on 12-step because I remember the thought when you hear 12 step, especially if it's related to purity issues, it's the guys that are rapists, are pedophiles, are just insane stuff. And it can be an intimidating thought mm-hmm. to be go to a 12 100%. step. What are you talking about? That's insane. But that's not how it is, right? No, 100%. And, and I just, just to bring us back, I mean, 
man, if you've been struggling with this since fifth grade, you were 12, you know, mm-hmm. and now you're, you're 22, you're a senior in, in college. That's 10 years of, of, of just garbage. Or you're 32 right now, 42. Yeah. You know, you're, a long you know you, and you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. You've been years and years. Like this isn't something that's just going to be fixed overnight and you got to put the work in. But, but I, the, what I've seen, the guys that have really found true freedom, what I would say they're finding real chastity is that they have put the work in, but they never allowed themselves to become God. They always kept pushing towards Jesus Christ throughout the process. Mm -hmm. They never left that behind. And I want to make one final point on this, Thomas, which I thought you brought a really great point up about. Um, This is not a pray away issue uh, for sure, but but that doesn't mean that we got to stop praying. And and we have to aim towards Jesus Christ here throughout this entire process because he is the one that wants you to actually find real freedom, real healing in this area. And it's going to take time. Abraham was told by an angel that, hey, you're going to have a son with Sarah. And it wasn't for 25 years that she became pregnant with Isaac. And I think we got to remember that stuff sometimes is that this is in God's time, not my own. And he had to remove his foreskin with the rock, right? (laughs) Oh, yes. Grace builds on nature. So these ideas of keep Jesus there, keep seeking the mercy. Amen. But do those things on the natural level, the the 12 steps, the counseling, the accountability, Amen. right? The filters, internet filters, jo- uh, you mentioned. Covenant eyes, custodia is yep. another great one. Amen. So do those things and then let God take, take the rest. Awesome. That's it for today, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Again, you can reach us at mancatholicpodcast at gmail.com for ideas or questions, different resources that we may have mentioned. Also, be sure to share the podcast with other men that you know might be experiencing certain struggles. This could be a great resource for them. We'll see you next time on the Man Catholic Podcast. God bless.